Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Great to have you with us. It's great to be back, um, back into some sort of flow, hasn't it? It's been a blur, hasn't it? Like it's April 30 today, it's May tomorrow. I mean, goodness me, but it's just, it's been full speed. And uh, it's been wonderful though, hasn't it? You know, we've seen God do some amazing things. That, that spirit of revival is actually rising like a tide. I feel it, you know, a lot of church leaders that I've spoken to, we're beginning to see, you know, what, what God is doing. And um, the spirit of the Lord has just been wonderful. Who was here the other, other night? We had the water baptisms. I mean, what a night. What a night. Just Not just for those 44 people that were baptised, but the spirit in the place. The spirit in the house was electric. You know, God is really doing something. We're seeing people every service now say yes to Jesus, which is wonderful. And not just that, but they're moving on to the Alpha course and getting some roots down early. And they're loving it, which is just wonderful to see that continuation happen. And um, we're in a very productive season right now. Easter came, of course, and our focus was upon Easter. And, um, and now we're back on track, I think. I think we're back on track now. Because this year we, we began with the word of the Lord out of Ezekiel. And, um, you know, that whole flow of the river, getting into the flow of the river. And the challenge upon us was to grow. That this year we grow individually, collectively as a church. You know, we're going to grow in God more than we ever have before. And, you know, out of Ezekiel 47, uh, from verse 3 to 5, it, it, it takes Ezekiel on a journey. And he goes from an ankle-deep situation to a knee-deep and then a waist-deep and then fully immersed in the river of God that was flowing you know, from the temple. And in verse 6, this is a pivotal verse in this whole passage. In verse 6, he says, he asked me, son of man, do you see this? And I've got to challenge everyone here today with that question. He said in verse 6, he asked me, son of man, do you see this? Because if you see it, if you catch the revelation of what God is doing now, something will lift on the inside. I don't want you to miss this. God is doing something, not just in our church, but across the, the globe. There's a, something happening in God. And, uh, you know, we can sit back and just let it go by and, and say mo, say mo, or, or we can say, no, Lord, I want in. I want in, you know, I, I, I see this, I see what's happening. I've passed it a long time and I've got to tell you, I see this. I see what God is doing now. And if you catch that revelation, I've noticed, you know, that very few people are self-motivated to change. Is that right? It's just our human nature. We're just, we're just not keen to say, okay, what can I change today? You know, it's kind of not. We kind of like to just, you know, go on and on and on the same and wish everybody else would change. Is that right? It would be a happier place if everyone else changed. Absolutely. Get on the, 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 the same page. But it often takes something to trigger 
a need to change. It often takes something to trigger to need to change. And I believe that's what God is doing now. I, uh, you know, if you see it, if you see it, I'm hoping that that will be the trigger. If you catch the revelation of what God is doing now, I'm hoping that will be the trigger to go, Lord, I'm in. What do I need to change? How do I need to grow? How do I need to mature? How do I need to develop so I can go in the flow with you? Amen? I tell you, it gets exciting. It gets exciting if you get your head around that. It puts fuel in the tank. You know, it lifts you like nothing else lifts you. The Spirit of God, when you're in that flow, there's a lifting. Has anyone ever dived into a, a, a cool water, like a pool? You know, you just dive in. That, that instant refreshing, isn't it? It's like it fully coats you. It fully, you're immersed in this, I'm alive. Amen. That's what it's like when you catch the revelation, when you see it. And you take a hold of it. God's doing something in this hour and, you know, we need to be on the, on the forefront of that. Okay. You ready to grow? Okay, three things we need this morning. Three things out of Matthew chapter 19, 23 to 28. It says, then Jesus said to his disciples, truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. And when the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, who then can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And Peter answered him, we have left everything to follow you. What then will be there for us? And Jesus said to him, truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay, first thing. First thing, you've got to see what's possible. You've got to see what's possible. In verse 26 there, it, it shows us clearly, Jesus said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Now, to give this a bit of context, you know, this rich guy comes to Jesus and he says, you know, he wants eternal life. He said, what do I got to do? You know, and Jesus said, well, you know, if you want to be perfect, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, then come follow me. And the guy kind of like, whoa, 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 you know, walked away. And, of course, this shocked the disciples with what Jesus said following that. And it threw the disciples out because they could only see what was happening in the worldly system. See, in the worldly system, if you look at this guy, he had everything. He had obviously success, fame, fortune, you know, well-to-do person. And, and it's like, wow, man, if he can't make it, what chances a pleb like me got to ever have eternal life? That was in their thinking. And Jesus teaches that the way that man sees things, 
man's value system. The way he sees things, you're right, it is impossible. You're right, you're not going to make it. You're right, that you can't do stuff to be good enough. You can't do stuff to be generous enough. You can't do any of that. No, in the man's system, it's not possible. But when you see it through God's value system, it's all possible. It's all possible. I love, I love John 3.16. You know, everybody knows that scripture. Sometimes we just say it and we just, you know, we just say it because we, that's the one we remember. But John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes, come on, whoever, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. See, the world's value system says it's not possible for you. It's not possible for you. But God's value system in him is whoever. Whoever. No one's excluded. My upbringing, my culture, my bank account cries out to you that it's not possible. It's not possible, but, but you say yes to what God wants to do in your life and all things become possible. You get into that flow. You catch that revelation. You begin to see what God is doing now and you step into that. All things are possible. All things are possible. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter where you come from. There's no, there's no pecking order here in God's value system. The Bible calls it good news. And it is good news. It's good news for every single person here today that feels they're disqualified because of dot, dot, dot. Amen? It's good news because you're not disqualified, not in the eyes of God. You just have to get into that flow and say yes. And if you live in that value system of the world, man's value system, you're never going to win. You're never going to win. You'll never be good enough and you'll never have enough. Isn't that true? You'll never have enough. You'll always want more and more and more and it's just, you never make it. But when you step into that flow of God for your life, all things are possible. And when you see it, I keep coming back to this because you've got to grab that revelation today. When you see it, we move to number two and that's you desire more. Once you see it, you say, wait a minute, <laughs> I want more of that. You begin to desire more. In verse 27, Peter, he answered him, we have left everything to follow you. What then will be for us? Now, these guys had pictured in their mind that, you know, Jesus would become king of Israel, that he would somehow be, be risen up to become the king and, uh, you know, the Romans would be overthrown and he would be rightfully on the throne. And guess what? They, they're the faithful followers. You know, they, they were the ones who stuck with him for three years before the coronation, you know, so there's got to be a good position for them, surely. In the world system, that's how it works, right? It's not what you know, it's who you know and how well you know them. You want to get to that place, you want to get to that, and they, they, they've got this thinking about this world system and expecting Jesus to be the doorway for them. But Jesus just turned the whole system on its head. 
turn the whole system on its head, and it's a good question to ask, then what will be for us? And I wonder if Jesus, you know, if, if we, like, like Peter, were to ask that question today, what will be there for us? And I can just sense the Holy Spirit say, well, what do you desire? What do you desire? What's the desires of your heart? We just learned that... Um, that if, you, if we step into the flow of God for our life, that all things are possible. And, you know, I'm thinking this morning that maybe you've given up on something. Maybe you've, you've aligned your purpose in God with a worldly system and gone, nah, I, I'm not good enough. Maybe you've looked at the, the desire that God has placed in your heart from the day you were born and you look at the world system and you go, nah, I don't measure up. And you've judged what God has placed in your heart, a mission upon your life with the worldly system. And you can't do that. You can't do that because it's only with him is it all possible. I only stand here today because with him, it's all possible. Measure me up to the world system and I fail every single time. But in his value system, all things are possible. You think, wait a minute. That's good news. That's good news. Maybe I can desire more. Maybe I can believe for more. Maybe I can stretch out for more. If God can do that, well, surely, surely, you know, that's not out of my reach. That's not out of my grasp. Because desire creates a hunger for more. Don't settle for half. Don't settle for half. Jesus paid a full price. Don't settle for half. John 15, 16 said, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. Now, these are not my words. These are God's words. These are God's words. And, it, you know, it's time to desire more. It's time in this season to start to get a bit hungry for the things of God. Let that hunger begin to rise up and go after God in greater measure. Do whatever it takes. Stretch a little bit. Step forward a little bit in what God has for your life. Get into the flow of God because this is your time. This is your time. And that scripture says God chose you to bear fruit, fruit that will remain. And, you know, we can look at our lives and go, you know, I, I used to bear fruit. I used to bear fruit in that area. And, and you know what? Yeah, I used, to, that used to, I used to love doing that. That used to be great. I know what's happened over the years. The fruit hasn't remained. That's not God's plan. God's plan is that as you begin to bear fruit, and you begin to get hungry for more, for more of God. You know, it's fruit that remains and continues. And not just in your life, but in generations, that flow continues. 
incredibly powerful. We are not called to shrink back, not called to shrink back with the weak, but to, number three today, live in strength. To live in strength. And this is, this is, my, this is my dream for you. This is my desire for you. Live in strength. Live in strength. Verse 28, we read in this passage of Scripture, Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you will have followed me. You, You who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And I'm sure that Jesus didn't mean that they would just get in by the skin of their teeth. That you disciples that faithfully followed me and gave your lives to me, it's like, you know, I'm sure it wasn't like, oh, we just made it. We just got in the door. No, they were victorious. They were victorious. They, they lived in strength their whole lives to the very end. When you consider what they went through, I mean, was it Peter, the disciple Peter, that, that said, you know, you have to crucify me upside down because I don't deserve to be crucified the same way my Saviour was. Was that Peter? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who says that? Who does that? Not a weak person. Not a failure. Not a doormat that's been walked over and trodden. No, no, someone, someone who lives in strength to be able to stand on their last day and say, you know, I'm going to be crucified, but I don't deserve to be crucified like my Saviour. Crucify me upside down. Yeah. Oh. That's not a weak life, folks. They endured persecution and trials that none of us could imagine. But they went home victorious. They went home victorious. Let me show you God's plan for your life out of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. I'm going to read here verse 11 to 15. It says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful schemes. Instead, Speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. That's God's plan for you. That's God's plan for you to live in strength. To live in strength. Not to be pushed around, not to be wishy-washy, not to be driven over. No, to be able to stand in strength and live this life Victorious. See, God 
has structured the church. He's structured the church to build you, to equip you, to challenge you to live in strength. That's what all this is about. Say, oh, you know, pastor, you know, why do you want us to come to church every week? Because you need this to grow stronger, to be built up, to have a strong family, to live in strength. You need this. We all need this. It's not about, you know, how many seats are filled. It's not that at all. We need this. We need the Word spoken into our life. We need the presence of God in this atmosphere to penetrate into my spirit and bring it alive. We need this, amen? You're not doing God a favour coming to church. He's equipping you. He's building you. You won't get this at the, the, the... I was going to say golf club, but... Why would I say that? That's random. At the Rotary. You won't get this at the Rotary, folks. You won't get this at the footy club or, or, you know, whatever club you join. You don't get this. You get it in the house of God. That builds you strong, builds you powerful. And you put all this together and you grow to spiritual maturity and live a victorious life. Live a victorious life. That's his goal. That's his plan. That's what he died for, your success. And you are the only one that holds you back. You're the only one who robs you of that. God is with you. He's for you. He is on your side. You will succeed. But you've got to get into the flow. You've got to get into the flow of what God is doing. Isn't it interesting that we look at the end of Ezekiel 47 and we see the abundance. We see the river. We see the fruit trees. You know, we see the abundance of fish. We see fishermen, you know, life happening, pulling in. It's amazing. It's a wonderful abundance at the end of the river. You don't see it ankle deep. Amen? At the beginning of Ezekiel's journey, you don't see it ankle deep. You've got to get into the flow. You've got to get into 100%. 100%. Can I tell you today, brother and sister, Jesus is not an add-on to our life. He's not an add-on. He's not an accessory for daily living. He's the core. He's the center. And when you see that, when you see that, all of a sudden you start to desire more and more because it's good. It's good. And it's yours. You know, last week at National Conference, um, the last week, the blur, two weeks ago, National Conference, <laughs> we, um, there was a speaker that spoke on the last night and he had three points, which all the A-list speakers have. And uh, his second point, his second point was awaken eternity. Awaken eternity, that's his second point. And I sat there and I've got to tell you, I saw it. I came alive, I saw it. That's what all this is about. 
That's what all this is about. That's what the gospel is about. That's what the Bible's about. It's, it's, it's what church is about. It's God's entire plan for humanity to awaken eternity in everyone created. To awaken eternity. So that's it. That's what we do. That's what we do. We're awake and see for, for, for most of the people on the planet, our spirit in an, in an eternal context is asleep. It's asleep. It, it really has no prominence. It really doesn't have any uh, influence. It just is there. It's your spirit. It's who you are. It's just, it's dormant. It's just there. Until you hear the gospel message and you become born again. What does that mean? It means that, that they get the, the, what is that, crash cart on, onto your spirit and ta-ching, bring it to life. And when that happens, it, it awakens eternity. You see, with, with the man's value system that we spoke about this morning, this is it, folks. This is it. You spend your whole life trying to get to the top of the, you know, climb the ladder to the top only to find the ladder's on the wrong building. You're trying everything. You're striving. You're giving it all. You're losing your family. You're losing relationships. All this to try and get that which cannot be attained. Amen. That's the world's value system. Why? Because your spirit doesn't know that there's anything better. We need to awaken eternity in everyone's life. Because when you wake eternity, this ain't so important anymore. This life we live, this stuff that we gather, and Annie will tell you, I'm a hoarder. I'm a hoarder. She waits till I end up in hostel and then she cleans out the garage. Highly unchristian, but she does it. And you know the biggest, the biggest pain to me is I can't remember what she threw out. I can't remember. I know it was good and I know it was valuable and I know I'm going to need it one day. I just can't remember what it is. We live for that stuff. Can I tell you, it's not in the stuff. It's in the flow. It's in the flow when your spirit is awakened to eternity. That's what we live for. That's what we live for. Because this life, this life is very important on the next life. Listen to me, this is really important. Actually, the most important thing you'll hear all day. What we do in this life, how our spirit is awakened in this life, dictates where we spend eternity in the next life. I don't know everybody here today, but I'm going to give you an opportunity. I promise the church. That if, that if you would bring them, I would give them an opportunity to say yes. I would give each person in this room an opportunity to awaken eternity right now. To awaken eternity. And you think, well, I don't know what that means. Well, I don't either. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know before I was a believer. 
I thought that was it. There was no more. But you know, when I was born again, when I accepted Jesus, when I said yes, even in a mocking prayer, even in a mocking prayer, I said yes and God honoured it. My spirit came alive. And I tell you, I tell you what, it's the biggest deception on this planet. The biggest deception on this planet. You say yes to Jesus, your spirit will come alive. You'll know what I'm talking about. You'll know everything looks different. Everything looks, it's just amazing. I had a revelation one time. I remember we were driving from Brisbane to Perth. And uh, we did a few trips um, as non-believers, right? But we gave our life to Jesus. We did one more trip and we're going through Western Australia, the back, just past the Nullarbor, you know, coming into Western Australia and the wildflowers, remember that? The wildflowers were like fields, acres upon acres of these amazing different colours. I'd never seen it before. They weren't important. But something in my spirit was just, it just, it illuminated it. And I just had to, God, you're amazing. God, you're unbelievable. Never seen it before till my spirit came alive. I'm going to give you that opportunity right now. Awaken eternity. That's my challenge to you right now. Awaken eternity. You say, how do you do that? I'm going to ask you to put your hand up in just a minute. We're going to pray for you. And by the confession of your faith, saying yes to Jesus, your spirit will become awakened. It'll become awakened. and You'll know what I'm talking about. I've seen people just, just burst into tears. I've seen people just with a smile on their face. You can't, you can't smash the smile off their face. Something's happened. Something's come alive. Something's been renewed, built up in their spirit. So right now, if that's you, you know I'm talking about. You know right inside you now that your spirit is not connected with God's spirit. You know it. And this whole world value system is all you got. And it will destroy you, I promise. You can change that right now. If that's you, just put your hand up right now. Let me see it. Right now. So, yep, yeah, I'm going to awake an eternity. Thank you. Thank you up there. Come on, some others. Right across this one. Thank you, sir. Somebody else. Come on. Awaken eternity. Awaken eternity. See, there's more to it than what it is right now. Where are you? Quickly. For three, four. Yep. Thank you, sir. I saw that hand. Yep. Before. Come on. Come on. Say yes. Say, yes, see what what I'm talking about. You'll come alive like never before. Forgiven. The past is washed away. The guilt, the torment of failures, disappointments, regrets, gone. Gone. Brand new day. Fresh start. That's you. Come on, where are you? Right now. Come on. Somebody else. Somebody else. Come on, quickly. time, okay? Alright, I'm going to ask those people that raise their hand, if you come down here, I'm going to pray with you right now. It would be my honour for you to do that. 
Are you here? Those got, yes, sir. Somebody up there. The gentleman there. Come on. Give me a hand. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is what it's all about, folks. Sir, just stand there. Be fine. Can you come down, sir? I'm just going to get you to pray after me. Simple, easy. Then we're going to get you a Bible and get you, you know, whatever you need to um, to start the journey well, okay? So let's all, let's all pray this prayer. Close our eyes, bow our head. You repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you now for this opportunity to wake an eternity. I accept Jesus as my Saviour. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on, put your hands together. Where's Pastor Steve? Can you guys give me five minutes? Just five minutes with um, Madonna. That's my sister. I know her. She's safe. All right. Well, you know, she is my sister after all. Um, can you just go with Donna? We've got a couple of guys who are going to pray with you. Get your Bible, whatever you need. Five minutes and you'll be back in the service. Is that okay? Come on, give me a round of applause. Now, you may be seated. Just one thing before I go. Um, You know, just recently I went to India. And uh, every time I go to India, um, with all the work that we do over there in in the various areas, I kind of always get a a prayer list of things they want me to pray for. And, um, you know, I don't always bring them back because we could never meet all those on the list. You know, it wouldn't be possible. Um, But last time I was there, uh, I noticed, and I've got to be very careful because I'm online, but I've noticed a lot of persecution against the church. And um, we don't understand persecution uh, in our culture. We don't. In Australia, we don't. Um, trust me, we don't. And we, we support a lot of pioneer churches. In one region alone, over 300. You know, we, we support the pastor that is out there doing all that work and whatever. Um, but they are coming under incredible persecution. Um, churches have destroyed and, and I can't go on and on but it, it's not good it's not good folks and so I spoke to pastor uh, there and um, um, we need to build a place that pastors can come and be restored um, they go out there and they get beaten and they it just you know it you wouldn't believe some of the stuff and yet they go back and they go back and they go back and they go back and um, it it's it's a challenge it is really a challenge for them and and we want to build a um, an office but also a place where you know pastors can come and be restored um, and uh, so I spoke with the pastor there and, and 
we need to buy a block of land. If we buy the land, he can get the loan to build the building. So we're partnering with them. We're not doing it. It's not a freebie for them. It's, it's just a kickstart for them so that they can look after these pastors um, and their wives. You know, it's just, boy. Um, but we need $30,000 to purchase the land, which is a cheap block of land, amen? Cheap block of land. We need 30 grand to do that. Now, I don't bring you, if you're visiting with us, this is very rare that I bring this to you. Um, probably once every three or four years, I bring something like this. Um, so it's not something we do a lot, but I'd like you to, to consider it. I think in a, in a, by the end of June, we'll take up an offering um, and let's get that land. Um, they'll build the building and, you know, let's let those guys know that they're not alone, that the church is with them. Amen. Amen. So I'll just give you the heads up. Thank you. I'll just give you the heads up, but in a few weeks, uh, probably the end of June, I guess, I, I don't think it'll be tax deductible. I mean, it is to help, you know, broken humanity for sure, but I don't know if it goes in the, in the vein of, you know, um, foreign aid that helps, you know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. You know, we're bigger than that, amen. Um, and uh, let's, I want you to pray about it. And pray for them, please. Pray for them. Um, honestly, you know, Aunt Noonan goes there. She goes out, way out, you know, where these pastors are. And you wouldn't live there for if you were paid. You know, it's just unbelievable. Um, but they go and they honour Jesus and they build the church. Um, we even had reports last night that there's revival happening. You know, God is doing amazing things through the persecution. But we need to do our little bit. Is that okay? So in a few weeks, I'll organise it. I'll get Pastor Steve onto it. He'll, he'll have a, a process whereby we can, you know, sow into that and and get that 30 grand. Get that land so they can build that place for their office. It'll be a residence as well, but it'll be a place for pioneer pastors where they can be restored. Amen? Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand this morning. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.